Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who has been once again pining for Scott Sinclair on Twitter this week. It's Chris Toll. When are you going to get up, Chris? I feel like shit, mate. I just want him back. Why do you want him back? He was a good character. I just want to say, obviously lockdown's affecting a lot of people. And obviously people are suffering and it's gone to their head and stuff like that and it really isn't funny. But um, I do think it really has affected Chris Toll. Um, at 21, 100 hours, um, when was it, Tuesday or Wednesday, would it, we, me, Bob and John received this message from Toll that really made me really want to reach out to him and just check yeah, if Yeah, man, hold right. on a second, hold on, who are you? You've not even been introduced yet. Ah, but before I get introduced, this, this is this is all about Toll. So well, we're just a wee bit worried about you after you sent this message. I've just been told Rangers are in talks with Tommy Wright. <coughs> Tommy Wright, aren't he? The man who's fucking Rangers. It's probably all the shit, obviously. Me, you get all these fucking messages and stuff all the time, but there you go that's a football daft exclusive Tommy Wright is coming to Rangers according to Crystal right well I, I'm going to take two things for this right the first thing is there's only passing all the information that I've been given right. and the second thing is I can't put anything in the group chat anymore <laughs> that's the one and only time I'm sorry but it was just a cracker no, there was, I mean, even, I think it was Saturday morning or Sunday morning, we're getting our weekly update about Rangers from Chris Toll, big Celtic man, Aye. every week. Aye. It's like Rangers, Rangers are going to be light years behind Celtic because we're only getting a million a year for Chris story. And now it's like Tommy Wright's going to be the manager. Aye. Chris, what's going on? Are you all right? Well, see, to be honest with you, I should have really thought more about the Tommy Wright thing because there's no way... Tommy Wright's going to go to a club that strips are made off of some fucking golf company. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now... Better than Joma. Yeah, your defence to this is just absolute savage attacks now. Yeah, you Listen. know, it's the best form of defence is attacks. So right, okay. The- and now <laughs> welcome a man who this week got a shout out from Michael Barrymore. Off true. It's Grado. Ah well, it's Barrymore's one of my mates. Oh, there he goes. Showbiz Grado came out, man. But I've started showbiz. I just I seen uh, Jonathan Ross in the telly earlier on. I was telling my girlfriend about how I can him as well. Um, and that's another one drop. But right, I, so that's that's so in the past few weeks it's been Michael Barrymore, Jonathan Ross, and Edward Reed. I mean, listen, Barrymore's gave me a lot of advice over the years when I was playing at the Kings and stuff like that. I like to check in on him now and again. Um, <laughs> used to see he's going all right. He kind of made a nicer guy. And uh, yeah. my, my, my mate, it was my mate yeah. Paul Shaw's birthday the other day. And uh, basically all last week I had been pestered by four of the boys in the group chat. Listen, it's a wee man's birthday. Can I get Scott Arfield to do a shout out? Listen, it's a wee man's birthday. Can we get, um, what do you call him, him we sing for Cali? Gordon Jones. Gordon Jones, right? 
And then everybody went, it's Sean's birthday on Tuesday, you need to come up with a good one. I goes, I've got it. I've got, I've got the perfect, perfect video message for Sean, boys. Hello there. This is a message for Paul Shaw. I know you're a big fan, but, and um, Greg asked me if I would send you a message, and apparently you sit, most of you are having a drink and watching Shaggy Lucky. I can't think of a better recipe to spend the night. Good luck to you, lads. Nice to see you. See you, Paul. All the best. Ta-da. See, I thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to go. Nice to see you, to see you, and then he remembered that was Bruce's catchphrase, and then he kind of wound it back in a wee bit. But that was good, wasn't it? I want it back. I wanted him to say that. What? 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 As we record this podcast, Scottish football is going through quite a, a big thing at the moment. What do you think? Rangers dossier, what do you think's in it? I don't know, man, but did you see that tweet earlier on the day? It's the first time where I've ever kind of questioned the Rangers PR twittering. Aye, Rangers just said, they released the official Rangers Twitter feed. I've seen released a thing saying Rangers will not be bullied or something like that, wasn't it? I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> Well, you need to wait and see what's in the dossier to see what you feel about it. And I see Britney Spears has already said he's swifted through half it and he can't find anything that says anything about bullying. So, surely they've no wrote this dossier and there's nothing in it. Well, it's been a long time coming into it and there's been so much talk about it. So, you'd like to think there is some sort of substantial evidence of some wrongdoing at some point, you know? There's definitely like substantial evidence of wrong- wrongdoing at some point. But it was away back in 2012. You finished? Aye, you, you good with that one? Mate, yeah. why don't you just save that for one of your voice notes this week, mate? So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> this time next week we should know a wee bit more about it. Yeah, just see, I've just seen a tweet that's coming from Michael Stewart that says... Oh, fuck us all, we need... I know how much... Breaking news from Michael Stewart, here we go, everybody. He says, the words the of trialist. a... In the words of a board member who had a wee read of the dossier... As yet, I can't find a whistle or anyone with the breath to blow it. What a thoroughly unedifying episode this has been. I mean, the thing I'm is... Done. I've not got an opinion on this, man. I don't see, to be honest with you, I don't really have an opinion on it either because I don't know what's going on. I wonder what's in it. What do you think's in it? What do you think somebody's done? I mean, I, I thought it was going to be something scandalous, like an email, do you know what I mean? I... I don't, I don't, I don't, it's like Donald Trump released the fucking emails, Hillary. Jink, 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 Neil Con- Doncaster's been mad with one night and just sent you an abusive voice notes or something to like fucking Dave King or something. <laughs> you better just fucking take yes. You better take yes. He's a fucking out. He's a out. By the way, see what you're saying there, he's a out, he's a out, man. They could get to a point where the two fucking parties of that raging at each other, the Rangers just go like, ah, do you know what, fuck yous. Hashtag dossier day is trending currently on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> and there's brilliant responses. Uh, someone's put, reports coming in that Dundee can't see the dossier in their mail folders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how long, how, it took, they went through it really quick, but didn't they? 200 pages and like fucking an hour. Must have been Johnny Five reading it. I know, exactly. I was actually thinking that, but what I think's happened is, what you said, Graham Spears, he uh, he tweeted like nearly three hours ago saying that he was halfway through it. So I it, must have, it must have been released. 
to more than just the teams. It must have been. Oh, aye, that'll go to folk. I, I think initially it was released to just the teams, but obviously it's going to fucking everybody and their granny's going to be passing it on, isn't he? I mean, if we if we can get a Bristol Rovers manager WhatsApp message to his players in our WhatsApp group, do you know what I mean? I'm uh, sure a, a, a club like Rangers releasing a dossier can get released to the media. What you, remember, what you need to remember as well is Stuart Robertson, he's on the SPFL board as well. So they'll have a, they'll have a fair insight into what it's been. You know what I mean? And for them to come out with such a quick response to it, saying, we've read it and there's nothing in it, then they've either Mate, not read it or they've had it for fucking ages. Mate, that, that statement was fucking copied and pasted last night. That was put out before they even read any it, man. That was going to be the response right away, man. Who's that? Who's his? SPFL's fucking quote, man. That was very... I, I, there was somebody was sitting at 6 o'clock this morning ready to push a button to release that, man. Aye, they knew about it. Mm-hmm. Aye, scheduled. Aye. <laughs> Aye, a scheduled tweet, man. But like a scheduled Zoom meeting day in Football Daft. They've got a scheduled tweet ready to work, man. But we'll soon find out, Fritz. We'll soon find out. But, Chris, if you want to maybe just go back on to what we're talking about, maybe release who your sources are. Um, Tommy I'll, Knight exclusive. I'll, I will be putting out a dossier to each member of the show um, with my information. Who's um, going? Who's who's your who's your mole? I need, I need two more days. I need two more days, lads. I'll let you know on Saturday. Right. Right. So next week we'll have your dossier, mate. Is it next Saturday? You uh, two days. So this is Thursday. The show goes out tomorrow. I'll I, I would have put it in the group chat, but I'm feeling he's will fucking share it all over the internet. You can't. <laughs> well, mate, it was an exclusive, man. It was big, it was big news, Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright. This is true. Exactly, right. man. Tommy, I'll be contacting you soon, my man. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>. What? <laughs> this week on the show, we've got Ross McCrory, current Rangers player who's on loan at Portsmouth, and obviously the Legends Lottery. And we'll see if Chris has been able to get somebody this week. So it's your shot, isn't it, Chris? It's my shortest week trips, I and I'll tell you that it's been a it's been a fucking struggle. I'm no I'm not gonna lie to you, it's been a struggle. Right, that's interesting. That's, I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued. And remember, if you've got any banter for us, please get on the Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Football Daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698. 767-172 If you've been involved in a road traffic accident and it's not your fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They can provide you with complete accident management support that you require. They'll recover the costs from the at-fault party and sort out a like-for-like vehicle replacement. They're also going to organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, unfortunately, if that's the case, they will Recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge the at-fault insurance direct. G4 claims don't call call. They don't buy data. And once you process your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is Nicole, and and it's not just Nicole, Nicole and the team over there, they will not take on your case if they don't think they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, get yourself onto G4 claims. On 01698767, my favourite aircraft, 172. That's 01698777, 172. That's 01698767, 172.
7-2. Get them at not fault claim, not at fault. Get them at not at fault claim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims. <laughs> Made easy. Football dafts. Big question. Mind that time and you you were allowed to leave the house and go places. Like the pubs, restaurants, football matches. Huh? Mind that? Yep. Remember it well. Good Back time, for it? Uh, really good thing, Remember we used to go to Pret-a-Mange and all that, Gredo? Aye, Nando's and all that. Aye. Right, well, this week, the big question is, we wanted to ask, when you were out and about, did you ever meet any football players in strange places? I know oh, you, met Ross, you met Ross McCrory at Somerset Park, didn't you? Yes, I also <laughs> met Ian Wright at a car show at the SEC when he was up here playing for Celtic. Um, I met... Uh, Andy Hardy in front of me in the queue at Nando's. I met El Juf in the Corinthian. He was having a drink with Peter Martin, of all people. That was bizarre. And also, um, I met the Phil Motherwell team when they were in Magaluf and I was a wee boy, which I've spoken about before. And I think Willie Faulkner threw me into the pool, which was just gallows. So it was either him or Brian Martin. But um, aye. You've not had many experiences of meeting many players, no? But it's strange places, you know what I mean? I'm, nah, I know. I'm in I'm showbiz now, I meet these kinds all the time, do you know what I mean? Nah, what, 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 what after the rains and all that now, you know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember me and my, my now wife, my girlfriend at the time, we went to Lanzarote, right? We went to Lanzarote. fucking grotty, right? <laughs> so me and Nicola went there, and then my mom and dad were in a hotel at another part of Lanzarote, right? So then we went through to see my mom and dad, Four of were just sitting, and my wee brother was there as well. And we were just sitting having lunch in their hotel at, next to the pool. And right next to us, having lunch with his missus, was Robbie Errol. That's <laughs> a good one. How weird is that? That is a good Robbie Errol. And I'm like to my dad, and you can never understand a word my dad says, I'm like, there's Robbie Errol. He's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he didn't know who it was, but I'm like, I was a wee bit starstruck, even though right. I'm not a big fan of Robbie's work. <laughs> he was, he was an sure average player. He's not a big player, fan of yours, mate. Sorry. I know. Oh, he, he, no, he definitely isn't a fan of mine, mate. I told him he can get River City down in England. He wasn't interested. <laughs> but I met, I, met, I met the full Seville squad, Sevilla squad, sorry, in uh, Buchanan Street the, the day before the UEFA Cup final at Hamden. The whole lot of them, I've got pictures with Danny Alves and fucking all of them, man. So I have big Freddy Cunuti. Fucking big flamboyant Freddy, man. By the way, the oil and pure stopped and had time for me. It was my mate Jarvis that was with We were just, in fact, you know what it was? I was about to go away because I was meant to be going on to Big Brother. And anyway, I was in buying buying stuff. uh, Because you need to get all the stuff that hasn't got any emblems on it or anything like that. All my my clothes had like Nike ticks and fucking all of that. And I went into the town to buy basically a new wardrobe because I was meant to be going on to Big Brother. And we fucking, we bumped into the full squad for Sevilla. But Toe, that's interesting. <laughs> really, did you get to the finals? Yeah, I was I was away in Hayden. I was away in France. No way. Aye. You never told us this. No, I was meant to be going on to Big Brother. Aye. It's, a, it's a long story. That's why I've no mention. Keep it for it. next week, mate. That's a good one. Aye, but, but anyway, that's next week. Well, I'm in Shoria, isn't it? Aye. Outside Buchanan Galleries. Brilliant, man. Best thing about that is Big Brother stuff. That's cool. That's mad. That think you could... awesome, mate. That's awesome, mate. That's cool. Dave, thank fuck I never got on it, man. That's all I'll say. I'll, t- I'll tell you next week what year Thanks it was. Sir. 
What series was it just before you let me go? It was a series that Brian Bell won it, and it was. Oh. It was. Remember at the start of it, it was all women in one guy. That's that's the reason why I never got on it because it was going to be all women. I was I was hiding in an apartment in a place called Hornfloor in France. Did you get paid for that? What? I yeah. You, you get two hundred two hundred fifty pound. Yeah, uh, two hundred pound a day. A day is that about? I um, it mate, it was fucking nuts, man. Honestly, a fashion village in France. That's how far out the way they put me. That's crazy, mate. That's crazy. I want to hear the full story. That. So oh, next okay. week, next week we're getting Crystal's dossier, Exclusive. and we're getting the fucking big raw story. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call it told off next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, put some some listeners right now. Danny McEwen said, I met Chris Kamara at a water park in Tenerife. <laughs> wonder, wonder if Maka was hanging about ready to dub two films. Fucking drew him. He didn't do the flume with him and just held his head under the water. <laughs> Unbelievable, Bob. Uh, John Mackey, is that John? John McHale, sorry. I was in Sainsbury's party queue behind Wim Janssen. He bought a lasagna, ready meal for one and a single kiwi fruit. I felt a bit sad. That's why he was only there a year, mate. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a fan of your reply. Yeah, I replied to him. Maybe it was for Walter Smith in his back pocket. Yeah. Uh, Rob Harvey. That was a good one, too. It was. Ho- Holiday Inn in Basingstoke went for a quick call on Nish after a few beers and Jimmy Greaves snuck a peek at my old boy at the urinals. <laughs> Once I caught him looking, he laughed and said, all right, mate. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. That's good, <laughs> Brian Roberts writes, he says, I was peeing, another peeing story, peeing next to Ronald DeBoer in the toilets in our chaos back in the day. I knew oh. it was him, but said, you look like Frank DeBoer. <laughs> 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 and he was stuttering, said, he said, that's my brother, I'm Ronald. That's fucking brilliant. That's a cracker, man. I'm going to share that to any twin that I meet now. The McCoys. <laughs> <laughs> Murray says Alex McLeish when he was Rangers boss on the platform at Wolverhampton train station he was absolutely steaming said he was down watching Alex Ray must have been impressed but he was probably seeing two of them on the park that's brilliant Boba Higan <laughs> I met Michael Moles at the top of Ben Nevis <laughs> well of all the places you're, you're not hitting you're bumping into a footballer well, I mean, up to the top of Ben Nevis, I stopped fucking Moldy standing up there laughing, took you. <laughs> William, William Bill says he met Natural Novo at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. <laughs> 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 Matty Collins, Niall McGinn, Barland Ballroom at Wolf Tones gig after beating Aberdeen 9 0. Okay. Uh, 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 can you I probably bumped into him that night and all then too, did you? Never been to a Wolf Tones gig in my life, mate. Got all the albums, but I've never been to a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris Matthews. Met Stephen McGarry at a swing park at a Trig, uh, at Trig Beach, Perth, Australia. I got my, got my kids to go and play with his kids so that I could talk to him. <laughs> Luckily, I had my little shorts on, so he managed to uh, chat about football, basically. That's, that's pretty much the exact same as how I got talking to Lee Miller, and that's not even a lie. Wait, I, I, was <laughs> I, was I was like, I was like, Miller over there, and he, I waited on him walking back to me, like walking by me like a pure fucking creep. 
He's been gone in fucking all inclusive package holidays every year since. Hey, the next one we've got in hey, I was at Blair Drummond Safari Park and I got my face painted in the hope that my son would get it done. Nope, he refused. I met Sasa Papage and got a photo taken with him. I wonder where he got his face painted. <laughs> oh, so there's a tiger. Papage with a tiger face. Papage, <laughs> man. Mr. Steady, man. The Renault McGann. Green Renault McGann he, he, he drove. Antonio Van Vantre. Met George Cadet in Pizza Hut on a Gale Street when I was younger. Got his autograph in a Pizza Hut napkin somewhere. Uh-huh. Ian Freezer writes, Stephen Hughes was sat behind me on a megabus from Dundee to Aberdeen. I was playing as Aberdeen and football manager at the time and was paranoid that he could see that I just looked at that bro. <laughs> He'd went to your mate's team. That's <laughs> what he did, I haven't re- Ricky Little. That would be a good wee line actually, Stephen Hughes and Ricky. Right, David Edges, he went into... <laughs> Went into Da Vinci's on Queen Street after a night out. Was at the front of the queue ready to pay for my chips and curry sauce and the guy behind me insisted that his mate would pay for it. It's only then when I was walking out that I realised his mate was Stephen Fletcher. Didn't feel quite so bad about him paying for once I realised. Top bloke though. Stephen Fletcher buying your chips and curry sauce in your route. That's time to I must admit, I also met on the day that Pretty Green opened in uh, Glasgow, we were waiting, me and my brother, for, for Liam Gallagher. I did eventually meet Liam Gallagher in the BA Lounge on my birthday, June the 2nd, uh, 2018. It was the best day of my life. Who did you play for? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm getting to the point uh, that we ended up meeting Jonathan Johansson, the steed, and he couldn't be anywhere brand new. Him and his missus, who is fantastic. Um, we spoke We spoke to the two of them, and we both explained how gutted we were that we... We only saw a glimpse of Liam Gallagher, but JJ spoke to us in Buchanan Street for a good five, ten minutes, and that's my cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, so in Football Daft, we've made it our purpose in life to find the legends of the Scottish football's past in our Legends Lottery. Um, each week, one of the team is tasked with getting a legend onto the show. Last week, Gredo. Yeah. You came through for us, didn't you, bro? I finally <laughs> fucking produced the goods, Kieran McInnespie. Kieran McInnespie. <laughs> um, so, this week, it's fell on the shoulders. They admittedly broad shoulders. Of myself, um, and I've, I've actually, I've, I've came through, lads. I've came aye. through. I have, I. Um, I've managed to get a, a genuine legend of Scottish football, a genuine legend of Scottish football. Somebody who has won silverware out with the old firm. Oh. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen and Graham and John, please welcome on to the show. Mr. Mickey Weir, Hibs legend. Hey Mickey, thanks very much for coming on to the show. Just introduce you to Stephen and Gredo. Lads, that's Mickey on. How you doing, Mickey? I'm fine, guys. How are you? Not bad, mate. Not, Not bad. bad. How's lockdown treating you? Uh, in a word, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Is that? Uh, it's difficult, it's difficult because you're, you know, used to being active, you know, getting out every day and doing the stuff you want to do and then you're, 
they're stuck in the house doing virtually none, but just watching more and more football, old girl football games, whatever mm. I can put my hands to at the minute, you know. You watched the 1991 Scottish League Cup final back on YouTube then again? It's funny how enough I've not watched that for many, many a year actually. I've no, I'm not, I'm not the greatest for looking at back at things, you know, because you get a bit embarrassed the way you acted at things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like to watch it now. That's interesting. See, I played the Ibrox once in a charity game and I've got it on every night when I've got a beer on me. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the two yard shuttle you missed. <laughs> aye, aye, let's uh, let's, let's get that. Um, so, you, won, you, won the, you won the penalty to get the. They get the first goal in the cup final. What's your What's your memories of uh, winning the Skull Cup with the with the Hibs team back in the day? Well, it was great great memories for myself, you know, because obviously being brought up a Hibs supporter and playing in my first cup final and, and winning it, great times. The year before, it obviously, wasn't so good. The Wallace Mercer take try take over, but kind of shoot the club for a wee while, but. In terms of the day itself, that was a it was a great day for the supporters and the and the players. I mean that that was a that's a really historic hub side. Who was the kind of best players you played with at that time, eh, Mickey? Well, I get I get asked that question all the time, you know. So yeah. I was very fortunate to play with a lot of very good players. Even obviously the cup final team, a lot of good players on that team. But even before that, I was very fortunate to play with a lot of good players, both in Scotland and England so it changes all the time I'll be honest you know people always ask me who the best player you played with played against and it kind of changes quite a lot because you just to be honest you forget about the players you've played with you know and played against so it's quite a difficult one but uh, I don't like to upset people as well because if you say something they'll, they'll always come back and what do you not mention me for what do you not mention me for you know <laughs> sure, well, you, I'm sorry sure, well, just upset folks <laughs> right, I'm sure they have See that thing is, what, what I will say is, eh, we've, had, we've had Murdo McLeod on the show a couple of weeks ago, mm. and he played in that team, and we had Joe Tortellano before, and I think he played with Joe Tortellano, didn't you? Uh, Joe, Joe's a good friend of mine, great lad, great lad, he uh, likes, likes his McDonald's and that, but he's a nice <laughs> enough guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I got a text from a couple of weeks ago, and he says I'm he's driving me nuts. I've not had a McDonald's for three, four weeks, and he he kind of did so a couple of days without McDonald's. So, <laughs> no, Murdo was I. Uh, Murdo was obviously a very good player, very good, very experienced when he came to have you. He'd been there, done it. You know, one cup finals, one leagues. He'd been there, done it. So he was a a very good player. But as I say, through my career, there have been so many good players to. I wouldn't like to throw one up there. If I was going to throw somebody up there, I've always said there was Steve Archibald who's probably a player that I thought was, was top class, you know. Um, mm-hmm. See, looking at that, at that cup final again, Mickey, sorry to get back to the cup final, but see the Defermont team mm-hmm. played in that cup yeah. final. That's, that's, mm-hmm. produced some, that's produced some amount of brilliant managers, isn't it? Have you seen this? Aye, aye, you're right. Ian McCall, uh, David mm-hmm. Moyes. And Billy Davies all played against you in that cup final. That's crazy. That's, uh, fact, that's, that's a great fact, mate. Uh, it's amazing when you look back at the players you played against. You know, you, and I always like to look and see how how the father went. But obviously, David David Moyes was the one that, that went to great heights as a manager. You know. Uh, um, my dad met Alec Miller in uh, Palmanova, and uh, uh, basically, I just want to say that. But how was Mark Alec, Alec Miller as a manager for for yourself? For myself, he was a 
he was a very, very good coach. He was he was way ahead of his time. Uh, he was doing stuff way back then in the nineteen nineties. They're they're doing now, you know the all the blood tests and things like that. Alec was way ahead of his time in terms of coaching. Right. To be honest, I, I, I never really got on well, well to be truthful as a as a really? player. And I, I admired him as a as a coach. And maybe know he's a manager, you know. I, I used to, I told him that before. I've told him that many times since then, you know. But it's a, a great, had great respect for him as a coach. He was, as I say, very, very good coach. Well, I proved it when he went down to Liverpool and things like that. So is that because but, you had uh, 197 appearances for Rangers? Is that why you, why you didn't like uh, him as a player? No, <laughs> not, <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. No, it was uh, It was mainly. I just players uh, will always be the same, you know. I've got different ways of. How the handle player? I just think his man management was at times I didn't didn't uh, feel to me at all, you know. So, mm-hmm. but in terms of coaching, that no, was definitely the best coach I ever worked under by uh, by a good street, yeah. So Mickey, you had a couple of spells down in England as well. Um, what was yeah. what was your what was your experiences down there like? No, it was well, the first one when I went to Luton wasn't it a great experience for me. It was uh, it was kind of. Uh, one of those I was a bit impetuous as a young man you know and coming to Edinburgh I'd been getting at that time Hibs and Hearts was obviously the, the, the big derbies and me being an Edinburgh boy I used to I used to get dogs abuse for, <laughs> for heart supporters every day of my life so uh, I kind of to be honest I got, I got a bit fed up with, with, with the, the way that I was uh, my cars were getting painted over and you know all that kind of stuff I was quite young and Really, I got asked the question of it like, nah, it was it was quite a tough time. It just being young, you know, you just wanted to play football, but you didn't realise then the enormity of it until you played with the Hubs and then against the Hearts and and then and what happened was I I just got asked a question, would I like to go to England? And then uh, I went, Yeah, I'll, I'll take a bash it and it just sort of happened very quickly to be honest. But in terms of it myself, it wasn't the one that worked out for me because I, I started to really struggle. In the days it was a Luton was the old plastic pitch, you know, and uh, used to have to train on it every single day, and it, it, it took its toll on me. I started to get really problems with my hamstrings and then back problems, and I was there a very short spell, and I knew right away this is I'm, I'm struggling here with with this pitch, and then it, it kind of come back to haunt me a wee bit, you know. So what was it? What was it like when you went down to Millwall? I mean, you, you hear stories about about that place, the den, and all that. I mean, we've all seen films and stuff like that where it's portrayed as this pure madhouse. What was it like when you were mm. actually there? No, I had I had a good time. I was only a short spell, but I, re- I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the the club itself. It was a passionate, very passionate supporters. The supporters were great supporters, really passionate and really followed the club everywhere. You know, I remember I remember playing the Tranmere on a I think it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday night one time and. And I'm thinking to myself, well, there'll be many here the night, you know, and we went up there and we were struggling at the time. We didn't bought me a week, struggling to, to get away for relegation. And I turned up there and I was in something like 4,000 or something, 3,000 Millwall on a Tuesday night. And I thought, unbelievable support. Just It's just a bit of a, a, a pity that the the reputation that comes along with them, you know. But in terms of a club, the people in that, I really enjoyed it there. They were, they were great, as I say, very passionate supporters. And... Uh, I really enjoyed it, but just as I say, the reputation went before them, really. Aye, sorry, I, that's the thing, you do hear about them being pure, the and stuff like that, but 
Um, I don't know, it's probably just bumped up, isn't it? For, for Hollywood. <laughs> Hi. Anyway, you, you came back up the road and you came to Motherwell, um, and that's when your, your career started to wind down. Um, obviously, you got a couple of injuries and stuff like that. Um, what was what was it like uh, coming to the end of your career? And, and do, you th- do, you still, do you still keep your, your foot in the door at any clubs with training or anything like that? No, I don't. I'm not doing so much now. No, Motherwell was a. Uh, it was one of those ones where I was really struggling. I was struggling to train, and you know, you're playing at the top level and that. And I knew after about a season, just after a season, I was struggling with my back problems. I couldn't train every day, and and if you if you can't do that at the top level, you really it just goes for you. You'll never be able to play at a level. And it was just a couple of games that I struggled really bad, and I was, you know, I was a bit. I was a bit. Uh, what would you say? I wasn't. I wasn't myself. I wasn't making the same, putting the same effort in because I felt that every time I came off the pitch, I was in agony. You know, so I thought, you know, I had to call it a day. But it was a horrible time because you know, when you've ever known this football all your days, you know, and suddenly it's taken away for you. But I was lucky enough to then go into the coaching side. Billy Davis was the manager and asked me if I'd like to go into the coaching side, which I did. So I went there for. I was in it for about two and a half, three years. Uh, but in my own career that time, I, I knew he was going to struggle. This for the first kind of season, I was really, as I say, my back problems really got worse and worse and then I had to just call it a day. It wasn't a great time, really. No, you, you still go and see Hibs these days? You still go and watch them? I go and watch a few. I go and watch the Hibs as much time as I can, you know. I've uh, seen, seen Mother quite a few times as well, but as many teams as I can. But I, 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 I like to still be involved in football. You know, I've felt to a number of junior teams, and I've just recently just uh, left Basket Juniors, uh, which I had a good time with as well. You ever been to the Buffs Park? Back. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Fredo's a big Buffs man. I'm a big Buffs fan. I like to know if anybody's had any experiences at Abbey Park. No, no, kill one. Rangers, is that right? Rangers, yeah, yeah. Ten points. Uh, if you can name me any player that's played for the Buffs, ten points. Uh, a winning Rangers. No. Is the boy Swift? Did the boy Swift play there or not? Stephen Swift. Stephen Swift. I did. He did play for, Swift. for the Buffs. I did play for the Buffs. Is that right? Ah, uh, uh, you're right. He did. He, I but he played with the Medan or the scumbag. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stephen, he came. He came to Motherwell. Was a good player actually. He came to Motherwell. Was a. I think he came on trial. Was he uh, fast, Mickey? Yeah, he was quick. He was quick. He was a decent <laughs> player. <laughs> decent player. I was. Mickey, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure having you on the show. Mate. It's Thank an honour, big man. No, no problem. You take care of yourself, Aye. guys. Stay Thank no, you very uh, much, Mickey. Take Aye. care. Stay safe. Right. Stay safe. No problem, Stay struggling during this bye-bye. COVID. All right. Bye bye. Hey, bye bye. bye. Right lads, there you go, Mickey Weir. Well played, my man, well played. You pulled right. through, you pulled through. By the way, see, there. That could have been MD on the other end of the line. <laughs> 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 right, so, so, next week, Stevie, yeah. the onus is on yourself, mate. Well, uh, I'm feeling a bit of pressure because obviously, big fucking Steve there. I got last week, you got this week, so it's on me this week, so. Feeling a bit of pressure, but I'll, I'll rise to the challenge. Well, wait a minute, we need, we need to find out what the score that Mr. Steve Legault was last week. Well, actually, aye, we do. Um, we put it out to the punters to find out what the, the rating was in Keith Mark and SB out of five. And Grado, you are currently top of the leaderboard with a 3.6. Oh, 
Okay, I'm getting there. I'm delighted with that. 3.6, so we'll see what Mickey I'll tell you about what I'm going to struggle to beat that. <laughs> 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 uh, we, a wee in-house joke there. Uh, but oh, I, I got that. I got that. There's Grado just go that. Right, right, 3.6 to beat then for next week, and I'll bring on a legend next week. It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser for your chance to win a case of beer. All you have to do is answer the question we put to you. Last week, we asked you who was the only Scottish player to have played for three clubs twice. If you listened to episode 40 carefully, 40 weeks, holy shit. Carefully, you would have realised that the answer we were looking for was Frank McAvenny, although we did accept Ali Graham. So the winner was Dale Nugent. So congratulations to Dale Dale Nugent, that's it. A case of Beer 52 is en route to you. Uh, this week's question to win the wheels is, who is the only Ballon d'Or winner to have played in Scotland? Is that a, a Scotland teammate or a, a game? No, just to put played in Scotland, mate. That's Ronaldinho? Not it's not Ronaldinho, no, it's not. He's played for a Scottish club or he's played in Scotland, John? He's played in Scotland for a Scottish club. Oh, right, okay. oh, I know who that is. I'm not going to say. So that's the question for this week. You can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be 18 or over and stay in the UK. And guess what? You can get free beer for Beer 52 as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source for the greatest small batch breweries all around the world. They theme cases every month with previous months including Germany, South Africa, Korea, New Zealand, and more. All you need today is go to beer52.com forward slash, that's a, no a backslash, Rav wants his partner on Wrestling Daft, if, if you want to hear me of that, tune in. Uh, we can sort you out for three beers if you just cover the full 95 for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a Football Daft listener, we will give you two free extra beers, so that's a total of ten free beers. That'll do you for the night. Just go to beer52.com forward slash daft, that's the word beer, and then the numbers 5 and 2.com to get your first case of 10 beers for free. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. What a handsome boy. There we go. Hey, Grado, big man. There we are. He's saying to my man, good. Ah, that's what a Rangers player looks that's like. That's a Rangers player That's right a Rangers there. player. Like handsome, tall, handsome, with a teeth. He's not Charlie Mulgrew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross, come here. Put your face into the camera a wee bit more. He's a handsome boy, isn't he? Yeah, you're right. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's Stephanie's sister. How you doing, Ross? You good, mate? Aye, no bad lads, no bad. Just uh, keeping busy, yeah. Uh, you up here or are you doing south now? Where are you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just outside the school, right? Oh, good mate, good. So did you have to make that decision as soon as they said lockdown? Were you watching the news and you went, right, time to boost back up the road? I get told, uh, I can't know, roughly a few days before the lockdown, it was going to happen. So the Portsmouth manager just phoned me and said, like, get yourself up the road. Um, football's not going to be happening anytime soon, so get yourself up with the family. Up in the bunk bed, you and your, your, your twin brother? Aye, that was that looking after his brother. <laughs> what about CC? Just to see if he's staying together or what? Aye, we're staying together. Aye, he's in the he's in the garden. Ross, do you play long shooting in the hallway? 
Mate, your haul would need to be massive. I saw you punting that ball that day, even in goals, mate. It's the biggest punt I've ever seen in my life. Let's talk about that right away because I was at that game. That blew my mind because the first thing that went through my mind was, oh my God, he's playing in goals before his brother. And it's all run off opening about us. We're just imagining the same thing. Whose decision was it for you to go on goals? Tell us what happened that day. Oh, mate, it was some laugh. <laughs> some laugh. <laughs> Griggsy obviously did uh, get sent off, and then we're all standing on the pitch, the groupies, talking away, like, like who's going to go in? What's happening here? And Daniel Candias comes running over for the sideline. Uh, he's like, Russ, Russ, the gaffer, like, the gaffer said, I have to go in. I turned around to Jacko, and I'm like, Jacko, I'm not fucking going in. I can't do this. <laughs> no chance. Turned to Daniel, and I went, Daniel, fuck off, I'm not going in. <laughs> Jacko grabbed the strip. Jacko get, gets the strip on, and then I was like, "Ah, Jacko, like, you can't go in. You can't go in, mate." It's, I, I took I took it off him, and then I've just thought, "Right, boys, I'm got to go there." And, and yeah, the job it was only a couple of minutes, so. Aye. Aye, because me and my mates were sitting there, and we thought, "Right, there's no long to go." Cause we were at the game, and I was sitting there, and I was going, "Right," and we all went, "Right, get McCrory in," because what Grado said there, it's like goalkeeping blood's in his blood, not in game. But mate. That punt, I've never seen a goalie, and you're not a goalie, mate. That nearly ended up halfway down Paisley Road West. That punt, <laughs> and it got some cheer as well, didn't it? Aye, it was it like did. as soon as he kicked the ball. Me, I just wanted to launch it as far away as possible. That was it. <laughs> what did your brother say to you after the game? Yeah, uh, I try and see him. I seen him straight after it. To be fair, because I well done. The and the fans and all that were there. So he was getting a bit of stick from the fans because I had been before. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait a wee minute. Did you say that your brother's in the gaffer now? Yeah, he's in the garage. Get him on. Get him on. You'll be in soon. I'll get him when he comes in because he's just started yeah. the gym stuff. So you'll be in soon. Hold on, where is he again? Livingston, isn't he? Aye, aye. He's, aye. A, good, he's a right good goalie, man. He's a, aye, he is a right good goalie. Aye. Has he got a punt like you, Buck Ross? Aye, Big Dad's got a punt, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a punt. <laughs> Hey, so Ross, you were one of the first football players in the UK to get coronavirus. What? You heard it? I was, I heard it, mate. I heard it. No I way, man. It. So how so, are you feeling? How what, what was it? Talk us through it. How did tells, you feel? Tells the symptoms, like? the signs. Um, well, well, yes. I was at cut my front glass, right, and I got a phone call saying I had the coronavirus. <laughs> That's how mad it was. I didn't even know. Aye. So I, how did, I, you, I never, did you get tested being a football player, or did you have symptoms, or? Uh, we got tested because Arteta, the Arsenal manager, he he got he came up positive. So all the Portsmouth got all the boys tested after we played them. And, right. None of us had showed symptoms. Uh, none of us had showed symptoms at all, and we were thinking, ah, we're fine. So we just did the test to think we're going to go back training just to be in the same safe side. And uh, I came up I positive, and it was mental. I never had any symptoms at all. Do you know what I can't believe about that whole story? You don't get somebody to cut your grass. Fuck's sake, you cut your I own did. grass. Let's cut your fuck will do that for a tenant, mate. <laughs> there's a guy who comes a guy who comes round every now and again, but I don't know where he was at that time. It's mental, so do you take it you had to just self what do you call it, self isolate yourself in a wee room or what? What was the deal? <laughs> no, mate. You're I laughing at <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a phone call for the doc from Rangers and he said uh, seven days, seven days self isolating, and my brother and his girlfriend were staying as well. So uh, they were fourteen days. Aye. Aye. So it was pretty mad. Like if I was, if I hadn't even got tested, I would never have known. So I could have been out. And 
Never felt any different at all. So what you're telling us is we could have all heard it and we don't even know. Aye, aye that's what I mean. It's, that, it could be loads of people like me that could have had the coronavirus and they don't even know. That's how easy it can spread. That's why, that's why everybody needs to stay in the fucking house, man. Well, that's, it's, it's, it's running away with itself, told me all these folk in Botanica Gardens and all that with our fucking taps off yesterday or whenever it was. Botanica? Yeah. Where's Botanica Gardens? <laughs> or whatever the fuck you call it. <laughs> I'm no they were doing the Botanica Gardens. Ross, how have you been keeping yourself fit and locked down then? What's been the regime? Um, what? <laughs> 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 nah, well, uh, Rangers and Portsmouth have sent me both programmes. So, so you've I've got double the work? <laughs> I've, been <laughs> so I've been going up between the both of them. Uh, just then I run on that. Um, I've got a pitch just down the road. so Just then I the wee bits of that. I've got stuff in my garage and at the gym. So... Uh, jump stuff in there, but it's it's just all about being like the mental side. Of it. See, just because you're yourself, I've got my brother there right enough, but being away from the football and that is is murder. Can you not just can you not just go at the back and hit shots into your brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I've got a deck in there on the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait a minute, I don't believe you because you said you were cutting the grass when you found out you were not well. Aye, a wee bit, a wee bit of grass, mate, a wee bit of the <laughs> But you're, you're so right you, that you've got your brother. But I wonder if there's some players, or some Rangers players, Celtic players, any players in Scotland or the UK um, that are sitting there in the house and they've not got any pals. All they've got is contact back home. They can hardly speak a word of English. You know, some of them must be right suffering. I never get home in time. Aye, that must Definitely. be affected quite a lot of them. Yeah, some of the foreign players as well wouldn't have been over. Um, see, that, that could have been me. I could have been stuck in Portsmouth myself down in the flat, but they. They've told me just before it was happening to get myself up the road, so I was quite lucky that way. Do you know if there is any players that are still here that you think, oh, that's a shame, man, he wants to get in the road, he wants to um, I'm not sure. I don't think any of the boys at Rangers, I think, all of them got back uh, right. back to see their families. I'm not sure, to be honest. How have you enjoyed your time at Portsmouth, Ross? Portsmouth? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it any fear to say Portsmouth? Maybe say Sportsmouth. Sport, I say Portsmouth. <laughs> Maybe they say fucking Botanica Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I'll ask you again. How have you been yourself in Portsmouth? Have you joined Portsmouth? <laughs> Portsmouth. Portsmouth. I call them Pompey. How have you enjoyed it doing at Pompey? <laughs> no, it's brilliant to be fair. Um, see the boys down there. Great bunch of lads. Um, we've kind of we got off to a sticky start at the start of the season. Um, but we picked up and we climbed right up the table. But since all this has happened, it's kind of it's couple of chances. I think with promotion because I think we're fourth. No, joint fourth now. Playoff place, we're in the playoffs, but it's, it's that tight. But if they cancel the league or whatever, then I think possibly we could just miss out. But we're not sure what's happening. So hopefully we can get back in, uh, try and push for that promotion. But no, it's been great to be honest, really enjoyed that. Aye, well, what standard doing there? What about the standard of League One aye. compared to up here, would you think? It's good to be honest, I It was uh, quite kind of a surprise when I first went down. There's, uh, there's a lot of good players in that league. Um, they could easily come up, a lot of them could easily come up to Scotland and play as well. But, uh, there's big teams though in that league as well. You've got, you've got us Pompey, you've got Sunderland there as well. Um, you ever heard a player join a club, right? In the- it's always the same question, isn't it? How's how are you getting on? How's it? How's life? And it's they're a great bunch of lads. You never hear. Oh, they're a fucking bunch of wankers off from. 
that. Yeah, the amount of fannies in that locker room. And that's always a great bunch of lads and we're doing well and all this. <laughs> Never heard them, they just say that, have you? Anyway, don't, that was worry, just don't worry, Ross, you'll be able to say that when you go back up to Ibrox, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore him, Ross. <laughs> 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 in the podcast, the you know, I take the clean, uh, the jaw clean off Grado, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please don't, please don't make that news read Portsmouth. Don't make it like don't, don't go down there. <laughs> don't, listen, don't try, don't try. Listen, listen, I mean, anyway, um, Ross, I'd like to ask you about Pedro Cucina. I think he was a great guy, great bunch of brother, a great bunch of lads. <laughs> What was was your opinion on Pedro? And were you ever in his caravan? (laughs) To fair, he got some slagging for that, didn't he? Uh, What was it? The the dogs in the caravans keep moving. I was. I nearly got that tattooed on me. (laughs) Remember when Ken had a child? When Ken had a child, and he was going on about the seagulls following the trailer and all that shit. That was. Cushinha had just read Canton's book and started making up his own street. Aye. <laughs> Aye, How did a... you find it when he was there, Ross? Uh, well, he was the one that gave him a chance, to be fair. Uh, Mogna, like, Cushinha was probably the first manager that kind of believed him, he came in the first team. Because uh, the previous one, you had Mark Warburton and that, but I was kind of young at the time. But Cushinha, he proper took a liking to me, um, pushed me right into the first team. He came out and said in the press, start the season, I'd be, I'd be included in the first team as well. So. He was the one that believed him and gave him a chance, but it just it was unfortunate the kind of the way it worked out and he never really lasted long. Aye, because he said you're you're basically the future of Scottish football, didn't he? He said you're going to be like a future Scotland captain and that, mate, didn't he? Aye, he came out and said that straight after uh, straight after my debut to be fair. Aye, but, did you uh, feel a lot of pressure with that? Uh, aye, I did really, to be honest. But it was it was a good pressure though I felt. It wasn't like one of them where you're going to tell it was a crumble or that. It was, it kind of gave you confidence, but to be honest, like when you're playing with Rangers, you've got pressure every every week, is it? Aye, totally, mate, totally. So, <laughs> what, how, how, what facilitated your move down south then? Um, you had a couple of, you had a couple of uh, loan moves up here, but then obviously you think you're getting into the first team as a regular, you've got the managers backing and stuff like that. Kashinia mm. uh, gets the, the bullet or whatever. And then the next thing you find yourself down in down in England at uh, Portsmouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what facilitated that? How did that come about? Did um did Gerard just want to get you a wee bit extra um experience or did he just feel that you maybe weren't a fit for the team that he would the sort of style that he was wanting to play? Because the same kind of things happened to Greg Docherty as well. He came Aye. in and he got on, he started off really well and now He's nowhere near the club, never mind the first team. So, what's happened with yourself with that? Uh, to be fair, it was it was me that went to Gerard and I mentioned it to him. Um, I've been getting out and playing, uh, getting a full season under my belt. Because um, the first season I came in, played more or less week in, week out. With Gerard, I was, uh, I was kind of in and out of quite a lot. But I was, I'm at the age now where I need to play regular. 22, so uh, I, I spoke to Gerard before the season was about to start. I said, like, like after I need to be playing week in, week out, and, uh, and the opportunity with Portsmouth for us, and I uh, had Sunderland there as well, so I was just taking a, a choice between the both of them. But, uh, but now, for me, I was just to get down south, or just wherever it was, now, really, whether it was going to be down south or that, but I like, up in Scotland, it was just to get playing games, playing as plenty as I could, and 
and just develop as a, as a player. That was, that was just my development I was thinking would come first. Right. And the end game, obviously, man, is to get back up playing for Rangers, isn't it? I, I, of course, that's obviously, it's my, it's, that, that was my dream playing for Rangers and, and having two seasons, but obviously that's, that's the aim. You want to be, like, you want to play with Rangers because it's a huge club and I've been a boyhood fan since, since we guys, so, uh, but as I say, like, we need to see if this season is going to even start back again or get back up the road, to be honest, but we'll wait and see. Do you ever remember bumping into me at Somerset Park? Yes. Snowing like fuck, remember? <laughs> horrible, horrible day. Who was getting asked for mere selfies, me or you? He's fucking sh- <laughs> he's absolutely shameless, man. He's shameless. Nah, mate, I had my hood up in that, right? I was. Ah, he was disguised. I was like, I was restoring energy. Oh, no, I was swagger, like, hey. A big, a big sign saying Gredo. But <laughs> <laughs> Sitting asking you questions about your career and all that, then Grado hits out with Who get me a selfie? Me or you at Somerset Park? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, see what you're saying there about the fans crowding you and all that? There's a lot of Belton football songs in Scottish football, but the one that they sing for you has got to be up there with the best of them, isn't it? The Oasis number, my man. It's Aye. a fucking blow, mate. That must be some buzz when you're on the pitch and they start singing that, man. Aye, I was brilliant, to be fair. The first time they ever sang it, I actually had to look twice. Because I had to hear it and I was like, ah, that's, I didn't come through that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, innit? I mean, it's not, I wanna, it's not I want to be Edward, but it's still all right, man. <laughs> Chris, that's plenty, <laughs> right? See the same respect you show to Murder McLeod, all right? Please show that to Ross McCrory. Thank you. Aye. <laughs> Fuck your neck in, if you've got one. Gredo, Gredo, wind your chin. The fifth one down. Listen, mate, I've only got one fucking double chin and it's fucking non size. I could get in the seven stain and still have this fucking big sack of shirtotties under my neck. So don't even I'm go start, there with my chin. I'm starting to come about a fucking turkey, to be honest with you. <laughs> Aye, Ross, do you prepare? Do you prefer playing midfield or centre-half? Um, probably midfield. Uh, I've not played centre-half in what's that, about two years now. Mm-hmm. So i uh, played midfield, to be honest. At Pompey, I've been playing right-back. Right. That's where uh, they played me there. But I think that's just because of the system. They play a different system to Rangers. And it kinda, uh, so it's very right-back with the Portsmouth. Well, you know, getting peed off with a lot of people on Twitter saying stuff like that. That must get to you frustrating when folk are going... Oh, Portsmouth are playing uh, McCrory in the rank position. Did, 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 did the Rangers need to bring him back up straight ASAP? Was that frustrating you when you were getting, you know, that sort of these, these sort of comments when you think to yourself, listen, wind your neck in, you don't know what you're talking about. That's an idea. <laughs> no, you're right, honestly. It was a lot of people don't know for the youth system. I played right back right up for the youth. There you go. So a lot of people think I've never played right back in my life. There you but, go. Um, and then that's, that's, I, I got quite a lot of tweets to be fair saying, what you were saying there, and it was kind of frustrating because I can play well at right back. As I feel as if I'm just equally adept at playing right back and centre mid. Play well at right back, can you? Mm. <laughs> oh, what are you thinking? Mm. 
Mate, I think honestly, when you played midfield, mate, honestly, I think we were midfield a lot of times in the spell when you were coming in, man, to play midfield. You just gave us that bit of dig all the time. You just you weren't you weren't shy of tackle. You just made us a bit more solid in there. I think that's when I've seen you playing. So I got a season ticket every time I seen you playing. I think midfield you just added that bit of solidarity in the middle of the park. Right. I've got a season ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen the boy play. I've got a telly, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> but was was it the game no, at the park he'd remember Bob one I was right no well is that not the game that, that he really really played well in Ross uh, Ross well, aye, the I was, I was ill aye I was at the, 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 the each game maybe a couple of years ago was it that game oh right aye I know that was my first season aye you played really well in that game but I missed it because I was I fucking mega flu didn't I remember remember that I hung over that eh? I was <laughs> Remember, I'm yes. shaking myself at the side of the stage before we were out school and stuff like that, We had to have emergency pants in the wings for them, Emergency man. pants? Oh, no. If folk don't know what the wings is, it's right next to the curtain. And about <laughs> ten minutes before we were about to go and I farted and fucking fell through. I wanted to run it and buy my pair of Puma pants, medium, by the way, for JD Sports. <laughs> nightmare, eh? That is a nightmare. So I, so you always I always come down with something during panel, and it was just shot, it was shite this time that it was during the... The old fun game, wasn't it, Bob? It was. I was jumping about. Because we played well that day. I'm jumping about watching the game, fucking kicking everyone. He's just sitting there, man, like a fucking bus couch. I know, it's not like I've never cared. I didn't even care man. about the... I'm like, actually, he must... I'm like that to the boss, man. No, look, he didn't even watch any of the game, so he must be really no well. Uh, he's saying he's still... So what's it like with Stevie G there, Ross? Aye, how cool is he? Stevie Gerrard, what's it like with him there? Oh, brilliant. Um, see, when he first came in, obviously it's like Stevie G, he's a legend. Um, all the boys were like, we're, we're all shocked that the manager's like, he's a legend in that and he's come in and took the Rangers job. So when he came in, uh, just this aura about him as well. He's, it, was, it was unreal, like just having him there and like, training. He's, he's raised all the standards. Um, everyone since, since we've been in here the last two seasons is. Uh, it's just raised and it's, 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 he's been excellent to be fair man he's, he's helped us get quite a bit brilliant man it's good to hear you that you remember man. the first time you spoke to him like one on one I was myself only a lie I remember did he know about was, you uh, or did he was it kind of like tell me something about you was it all that kind of thing tell me something nah, about it was, it was him and Gaz uh, Gaz Market took was in the gym I was just doing my upper body stuff I mean, Gaz Marker standing in the gym, shout me over. Heart's gone like that, and I'm. <laughs> I bet you. And uh, no, he just spoke away to me, introduced himself. Well, he didn't need to introduce himself, but then uh, he just asked me about positions. About, he asked me about centre back, centre mid. Asked me what I prefer, and I just said, obviously, I've been playing centre mid quite a lot. So I said, centre mid, and I was playing well at the time. He just gave me a few pointers, but uh, that was really, you kind know, of, made you comfortable then to that point on to, to talk to him. Do you not find that um, with regards to having played at centre half quite a lot as well? You know, do you not think that if you had stayed there, you would have, you would have got a lot of games this season because Rangers have kind of struggled for centre halves this season. You know what I mean? All right, they've they've had mm-hmm. like, they've got they've got a, a load of centre halves, but he's been chopping and changing. People have been having bad games, getting dropped and stuff like that, and a lot of them maybe only there on full merit. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever think that uh, if you had stayed there, you would have been you would have been more in the first team plans than you maybe originally expected to be. 
Um, I think we centre-half, it's, it's a difficult one. Because myself, I think, probably better than centre-mid. But with centre-half, like, I'm not as big as the rest of them. I don't think I've got that kind of physical... I've still got physical presence, but when you look at that, they, at that time, there was Bruno Alves, whatnot, they, they were big boys uh, playing. But I think for me, when I was playing centre-half, I used my pace quite a lot just to kind of cover that side because I wasn't as physical. I think Stephen Gerrard would have been contradicting himself there because... The first, I remember one of the first things that he said, I, he says, uh, you're not a centre-half. He says, mm-hmm. you're a centre-midfielder. Mid, so, I don't think he would ever put you there. No, I didn't. I was right, to be fair, because like, I think that first season, my best games were probably centre-mid. That, that old form game would be doing all now. Um, at Parkhead, was, that, that was probably one of my best games that season. And I think the, the gaffer looked at that and he, he just took it into the next season. He said, look, you're going to be a centre-mid. Hundred percent. What's Alfredo Morelos like in the dressing room? It's quite quiet, to be fair. Is it? Um, his wee pal Daniel, wasn't it? Like he's left now, so I don't know. I've not been up for a, a while, but he's quite quiet. But he's he's <laughs> funny. Aye, <laughs> ah, they were but they were heavy muckle. They were best pals, got didn't they? Can't be asking Morelos. They were. I mean, his English is not great, but he's getting there. But uh, no, he's he's a good boy to have a bit of change. Tell, he's excellent. Tell me this one: see uh, Morelos and Candice. See behind your back, did you ever call them the cartel? No, 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 dressing room like as a whole? Is it a good dressing room up there at Rangers and Ross? Well, you're not there really now, but the last time you were up, is it a good dressing room? Uh, last time I was, I Boys are tremendous. Who's your best pal? Who's my best pal? Aye. Yeah, I got home with Big Nico. Big catch. Big catch. Good pals, aye. Go for Nando's and that, aye. I went for a few Nando's. What was the other one? We went for a wee, what is it, grill in the corner? The one oh, in the corner. Yes. I have yes. one. <laughs> That's Bob's, that, that was Bob's favourite restaurant until uh, I tell him about Steak and Carter. No, no, what'd you call it? Miller and Carter. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, not been, I've not been to Miller and Carter yet. I'm fucking buzzing at my touch to get there right enough. Uh, I was going to say, that's <laughs> you get all the salted, we'll be going to Miller and Carter. Aye, definitely, man. You can, if, it's, if it's close season, Ross, you're more than welcome to join us. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you don't want to group with us, man. Fuck's sake. No chance, man. No chance. We will talk, 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 talk to you all the time, time we want now. I know. Stevie G, but uh, why are you going out with the fat guy in the two midgets? What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going out with the crying keys and Tyrion Lannister for? <laughs> I didn't get that last guy, but I, the crying keys was funny. Game of Thrones, man. Tyrion Lannister. Oh, man. Game of Thrones. So, Ross, how are you enjoying this podcast? you enjoying it, mate? Oh, brilliant, aye. <laughs> Stop laughing. I forgot. I forgot we had a fucking guest on there. I know. Oh, man. I know Ross, tell me about your first goal for Rangers. What was it like? Um, that was a part of the first one. Uh, four hours a dream come true. That was uh, pretty amazing. To be fair, see when the ball hit the back of it and the fans are just a roar. Um, I actually did a knee slide. To be fair, and I've never did a knee slide in my life, and that was my <laughs> celebration. <laughs> did that uh, guarantee his European football that season? What, the goal? Aye. Uh, no, no, because that, that one was early in the season. Aye, I think my other one was Aberdeen. Mate, your goal at Pitodre that night, man, that was, oh, that was stupendous. <laughs> that was probably the worst goal ever, you know, Hank? Oh, mate, <laughs> it was sweet as fuck, man. Honestly, it was brilliant. Any goal, <laughs> any goal for a Rangers player against Aberdeen must be a
Who, who, who was your um, kind of Rangers hero growing up? Because it's funny, I've been at Ibrox a few times. I've seen some of the ex-players talk to you, Richard Goff and all that. <laughs> but who was, who was some of the players that you grew up idolising? Oh, for when you hear this, big, big, uh, Magic Bagheera. Oh, brilliant. Aye. <laughs> big Boogie. Oh, Mate, Big Boogie was a player, man. Well, oh, Magic Bagheera was your favourite player growing up. You've no oh, idea how Mate. fucking old that makes me feel, man. Exactly, cool. <laughs> Have you seen Mate. him United. He's going against Dundee United at Ibrox. She took the words out of my mouth, mate. That That's one. Is that the night we won like 5 0? Was that Boyd? He got his record, didn't he, that game? 5 0. We won. I'm sure that's the same it game. Might have been. I'm not 100% sure. You've seen the ticket. Anyway, who were we? Well, it was so, Begera was our hero. Aye, Begera. See, to be honest, I used to get into trouble on the youth team. So when I played centre-back, I tried to be like Begera, so I'd go on Maisie's for centre-back. For <laughs> 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 Holland just to say to me every time, give me any trouble. Uh, he, still, he still reminds me to this day. Nice. Uh, but nah, Big Begera, was, he was the one for me. He was a class act, man. He was brilliant. I some player right enough. Should have been sent half about 17 times in that cup game. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's a pish. He fucking kicked Robbie Keane up the pitch the whole fucking game. <laughs> I corrected it. Remember the time uh, was it Big Kiriakos put a tackle and the referee booked him and he fucking clapped his hands at the ref. The referee sent him up. <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> right, Ross. Every week on this, we do a quiz. Are you up for it? A quiz off, right, here we go. I did a pub quiz the other night there. Came last, so I better do well with this one. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a good one, this one, I think. Aye, it's a 90-second football quiz, right? We've got a leaderboard. Right. Currently, top of the leaderboard is Barry Ferguson. You ever heard of him? Oh, aye, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of David McCracken? <laughs> well, he's on one. Aye. <laughs> Barry Ferguson's on 12, Alan Archibald, Brian Prunter on 11, Murdo McLeod's on 10, Ian Murray's on 7, Lee Miller, Jordan Young, Bob Malcolm are on 6, Frank McAvenny and Dick Camber are on 5, Lovenkranz is on 3. So, mate, you got a good chance of beating Lovenkranz, haven't you? Uh, I've got to be free. Surely. Got to. Right. You've got to do mail and free. Come on. Ross, you can't pass. You need to give an answer, right? Need to give an answer? Right. Uh, you can't pass. 90 seconds. Producer John, we get 90 seconds on the clock. Yep. Right, here we go. Right. Peter Grant is the current manager of what side? Glasgow City. Who is Rangers record signing? Uh, Tory Andrew Four. What year were Portsmouth formed? Right, uh, 18... No, no, 19... 1920. <laughs> what, what colour does Muir play in? Um, Brown. What team does Oliver McBurney play for? Sheffield United. Who's better in goals, you or your brother? Me. <laughs> what team look like having their stadium sponsored by Amazon? Uh, Tottenham. What Euro League is set to go behind closed doors on May the 16th? Germany. How many Scotland under 21 caps do you have? Oh, 
That's a tough one, do you know? Hey, pass back a number. Hurry up, because I want to answer this question. Go. Right, who is the current manager of Glasgow City? <laughs> Is it not Peter Grant, you know? Oh no, Scott Booth in it. Scott Booth. Right, which team were awarded the Scottish Lowland League? Fucking okay, like. Who is Rangers' second top goal scorer this season? Oh. Time! Oh, that was funny. Ah, that was funny because you said Peter Grant's so the manager <laughs> of Glasgow City then. <laughs> Who's the current manager of Glasgow City? <laughs> Okay, hey, I think you've done alright, but mate. I think you've done alright. How did he do, John? I hope so. As long as I beat three, I'll take that. Can we just count up here? So well done, Ross. Did really well there. Not, certainly not bottom in the leaderboard. Uh, let's go through the wrong answers. Uh, what year were Portsmouth formed? You said 1920. It's on the badge, mate. 1898. Uh, Steny play in maroon and not brown. Uh, I'll give they you have the got a kind of brown badge. Sort of grey, do I? Uh, but it's more maroon. Um, who's better in goals, you or your brother? I'll give you the fact that you said yourself. It put yourself. Ah, hundred percent, please. He's played for Rangers. Ah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> how many? How many's got another one caps? Fourteen. Does that sound about right? Don't know. Don't know, mate. Quite a lot. Honestly, don't know. We'll take Wikipedia's answer on that one. It was Kelty Hearts who won the, the Scottish Low One League. That's Barry Ferguson's team. Uh, they won the, the Low One League. So well done, Ross. You scored six. Oh, well done, mate. Well done, my man. You joined with Lee Miller, Jordan Young, and Bob Malcolm, mate. Bro, take that. Joined with Bob Malcolm. Aye. <laughs> you must feel really intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so have you enjoyed your retime on this podcast? Oh, it's been brilliant. Aye, loved it. Well, we thank really, really thank on, you. Mate. Thank you for coming on, honestly. It means a lot, mate. We'll get him oh, on he's one. Still week. He's still out there. He's still out <laughs> in the garage. Ah, he's keeping back. He better be hitting the ball off the wall and jumping and trying to save it and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ross, thanks a lot for coming on, mate. I really Aye, appreciate mate. it, bud. Aye, no worries. No right, worries cheers, Ross. Thanks very much, mate. Right, cheers, Ross. See you, right? Come on. Bye-bye. You're the best, pal. Big Ross is a handsome boy, ain't he, man? Mate, how, it's just a big, bright, a big, bright, handsome guy come on the screen, didn't it? Aye. He made Aye. us all look fucking honking, didn't he? <laughs> He's got used to this side, though, eh? Aye. But he made us look hack as fuck. We like that when he comes on. All right, boss. He's like, like white voice. <laughs> You're cold, get smiling at that. I'm like that, getting Stephanie's sister. Come and check in the desk. <laughs> Sitting there, pure fucking chiselled shooters and all that, Aye. man. Pure big fucking white smile. You're sitting slugging your beer. I've got my Pepsi Max and all that with my fucking DIY haircut. All right, mate. I've got a teacup full of cola. <laughs> John, sitting me fucking scabby Falkirk tapo and all that. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Well, boys and girls, I've enjoyed myself this week. How about yourselves? I've had a right good laugh, boys, as always. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Yep. Ross was a good guest as well. It's good to just have a wee bit of banter with them, get them out of their shell, because some of these young boys, you know, they make me a wee bit uh, nervous to, to say stuff, but he was absolutely brand new. We settled, we settled him in well. We groomed him well to interview him. Aye. And he's maybe the most handsome guest with I don't. Definitely. As I say, I had to get oh, Stephanie's no, sister no. and get a look at him. 
Oh, so that definitely means it's Ross McCrory is handsome. Aye, Ross McCrory's handsome, man. Definitely, man. Him then Bob Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> right, troops. A wee outro for my daughter, right? Right, okay. Cause Sturgeon said Nicola Sturgeon, our first minister, said got another three weeks in lockdown. So right. it's a wee inspirational quote to go out. Come here. My daughter wrote a poem, right? Oh, that's lovely. Oh, money. Sitting money. Come here. She wrote this poem for a drama class she's got, right? Oh, and she'll read this as an outro, right? But I wait. Right, tell them what it's called and what your name is. Go. Heroes by Lila Perkin. Lockdown is a scary time, so I thought I would do something with a rhyme. Not all heroes were capes. They came in all different shapes. I know right now things are things seem strange, but pretty soon it could change. Every Thursday we stand with pots and pans to show that yeah, we are the biggest fans. So remember stay home, stay safe, and for all the mums and dads, please be here. There you go. Oh, <laughs> well done, Leila. That was brilliant. She's scared. She's away. Oh, that was beautiful, mate. That was great, mate. I, I, I can't deal with stuff like that, Bobby. You can't know, mate. And, mate, I'm getting all teared up. She wrote that herself, man. That was brilliant. Bob, that has honestly got to me. That has really touched a couple of strings in, mate. That was, you've raised a, a great girl. A great girl. Which only makes it appropriate to leave this show once again with your entrance music, the last ever wrestling show to be in Scotland in the Glasgow Pavilion in front of 2,000 fans. The song that should be the River City theme tune, but it's no. Please hit from Neil McDougall, the River City Shell Suit Bob remix. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Football Daft. See you next week. Don't get Chris Paul the drums. John in the keyboard. And Bob in the leather jacket. <laughs>